So you're gonna sing? You're gonna sing for us, Derek? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> My country is a thing. <laughs> No, I'm not getting in on it. No. <laughs> I'm staying on my best behavior. Nice. And we're live. All right. So. Hi, Brad. How are we doing? Welcome to the uh, the, the basement, the closet. Hey, thanks. thanks for joining us. I don't know what he uh, paid you to come in here, but this is great. It, the same as the school board's going to pay me. Awesome. <laughs> Spiritual point. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I only put it on do not disturb. Don't want somebody texting me. I also learned that if somebody calls you and or texts you on the thing, stop your recording. We also oh. learned that one, too. Is yeah, that how you lost the, the best podcast ever? No, I just didn't hit record. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just screwed up on that one. <laughs> All right, let me pull up our list yes. of questions. So, we, it, Steven's in the studio. We got Derek, and Brian is getting swole again, and he'll be on his way shortly. Yep. So, and then Brad Welsh. Yes. Welsh. Yes. As Donald said. Welsh. Welsh. Um, is running for uh, school board for the Winsville School District, yes. and we have him in office or in the studio. So, welcome. Yeah. Glad you're here. Thanks um, for joining yeah. us. You, uh, you're the first candidate this year to take up. Um, the offer to come in, so I was pretty happy about that. I was pretty excited. Um, and just to kind of uh, give you an idea of what's going on, we like to give all the candidates, we reach out to them, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them don't have blocked me, so I can't actually reach out to them, <clears throat> certain one in particular. And so therefore, I try to offer uh, this up to everybody. We, uh, we're a small podcast, but hey, we're, uh, we want to give people a fair shot in the Winslow area. No, so. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. And the whole reason we started this thing up, you mentioned it. It was to have a conversation yeah. about things. Just unadulterated conversation, asking questions, learning, not I am, yelling. I am way better and more comfortable just sitting having conversations than answering the form questions and all the surveys sure. and emails that I've been bombarded with, which well, are all great. And yeah. I'm doing my best to get through those, but you're gonna have a lot of that. A yeah. lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'll perfect it over time, right? The messaging, but What's uh, what's driving you to do this? You know why now? Why uh, why the school board? Um, so you know, growing up, my mom was a teacher. She taught for forty years. I'm originally from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom taught in the uh, Kansas City school district growing up, so I was always around. Um, you know, when I had a day off, our schedules wouldn't match up, so I'd be you know she'd take us to school. Um, so always been around teachers um, with with her, and then my wife was also a teacher. Um, so when we got married, she, we lived in South city. Mm-hmm. Uh, she taught down in Herculaneum, which is where she did her student teaching. They offered her a job. Um, so she was there. Um, she did that. Uh, we had our, uh, daughter, uh, who was our first kid. Both our parents were back in Kansas city and my wife really wanted to get back there. So my job was able to move back to Kansas city. She got another job back there, uh, in independence and taught in the independent school district. And then, um, we moved back to St. Louis here a little over five years ago. Um, kind of part of moving back here is I got another job offer that she was able to stay home. And the plan was always that she would stay home. Um, and then once both our kids got back into school, she would go back into teaching. Um, but just everything that's happened over the last four or five years, right. friends that are in teaching, she's just kind of like, I don't know if I want to teach because like, it's not what it was when I went into it. Um, and talking to all our other friends that, you know, we've, we've got other friends that are in the district that have struggled and, you know, just the, the issues. And, you know, they're like, we need somebody on the school board that's going to advocate for teachers and for the kids because 
there's people that that aren't doing that um and they needed somebody you know who could step up and do it and you know i, I got interested last year and really really gotten into it in the last month so yeah it's uh it's been good i hear a lot of a lot of what you're saying hits me in the core because i'm also the product of teachers yep. middle middle school principal fourth grade teacher yep. um thought i was going to end up going the teaching route and then i got a wild hair to try this broadcast thing for a while <laughs> and then ended up in sales so i never ended up being a teacher but i love the use the word advocate because yep. there are a lot of people that are coming into our our job um they used to be teachers and they're getting mm -hmm. out and they're getting into a new profession and they're good. You know, like what worries me is that we're losing good teachers. Like right. otherwise would be lifers passionate that are doing it for all the right reasons. Right. And they're getting out of the game. And that's scary as somebody that has four kids in the schools. Um, it doesn't feel like homeschooling my kids 10 years from now, right? right? Because we don't have any teachers. So my wife is also, she's a nurse, so okay. not a teacher, but same kind of deal. Like I Absolutely. feel like all of those professions aren't getting the advocacy and the love right now. They're, they're short staffed. They're asked to do things more than teach. Like I don't even know what the job description for a teacher looks like anymore. Um, but thank you for running for the board. I mean, we yeah. not only do we need great educators, we need great people advocating for them. So um, anybody who wants to throw their hat in the ring, I'm all in, and I just want to hear what what they stand for, and yeah, no, absolutely, and go from there because it's a thankless job, it and is. Yep. Uh, but it's necessary. Yeah, it's necessary. So, uh, okay, so found this program online, and this program you put in uh, like what you want it to do, and it's an AI, and it spits out something. Oh, so no. I put write an outline for a podcast on interviewing a school board candidate. There we go. Boom, and these are the questions that came <laughs> out, and I was like, huh. Wow, that's on point. That's on point. That's on point. This is nice. We're in trouble. Oh, I wrote four. I wrote, I wrote four podcast outlines. It was great. Sky in a matter of like ten minutes. That's copy awesome. Copy and paste. Um, so we've got a, we've got a list of uh, questions we're going to ask. Just kind of talk through some stuff. Um, feel free to uh, jump in, Derek, if you want to be questions. And great. Brian gets here. So, um, so these questions were sent ahead of time, so he can prepare. But no, uh, we just want to get your thoughts and uh, ideas on some of your philosophies and thoughts on school boards. So, um, you know, this this is a great opportunity for you to get your message out there. And Absolutely. that way, something we learned is that uh, with somebody else's campaign, this a lot of people ask a lot of the same questions over and over again. Yeah. And so this is a great opportunity to get people to go out there and state their opinion and say, here's what I believe in. And you know, have it on record. Right. So, uh, so the first one, uh, education philosophy. So, um, what's your philosophy on education mm -hmm. and how do you plan to implement it if you're elected to the school board? So, you know, one of the things that I've learned, one, I've learned a lot over the last month. Um, I'm going to continue to learn way more. I don't have all the answers now and what I know tomorrow won't will be more than I know today. So um, that's one thing is I'm continuing to learn more. And I've continued to learn what the school board can and can't do. I think a lot of people have um, – the school board can do a, a ton as a board, but individuals, you can't really do anything. You have to work as a board. So um, that relates to me a lot with work. I'm in sales. I, you know, I work over a bunch of people. A lot of them don't report directly to me, but I have to work with them. And that's a lot like what the school board has to do. So things that – you may believe don't necessarily translate to what's going to happen in schools, but you've got to work with them to do that. So in terms of just educational philosophy for me, the most important for me is that 
we need to create a, a positive environment for kids, for teachers, for staff to want to be there because that is what gets people to do their best work. If they feel like there's trust and the ability for them to express themselves, then they're going to, you know, feel like they're getting the best out of, uh, of what's going in. So, you know, as kids are, you know, in elementary school and younger school age, they need more structure, mm-hmm. you know, they need direction. But as, you know, kids get into middle school, high school, I'm a big advocate of letting them kind of explore their own path, you know, what interests them, because you're going to be more inclined to be more invested and engaged in something that you're interested in, something that they want to have a say in. So to that end, have you um, had the opportunity to, to kind of research what we're doing currently in the school district to kind of notice gaps or identify gaps? Is there anything in particular that you first like 30 60 90 days you really want to stand on or yeah, is it so, still in the research so the biggest process? thing so yeah i mean I'm, I'm continuing to look at stuff and mm-hmm. i'm continuing to meet with people i still have you know half a dozen meetings that are lined up in the next week to talk to more people and and learn more um but i think the biggest thing that i really want to advocate for out of the gate and get going is just Winsville's a growing community we don't have a full day early child care program you know, one of the big reasons that my wife stayed home when we had kids is that we didn't really have child care that, that that was a real struggle, you know. And if we're looking to recruit teachers and get them into the district, that's a huge piece that Winsville could use. Of like, hey, if we develop an early child care center, you know, I know we have one, but we could support many more. I don't know how many more. That's some of the research that I need to do. Right. But we could do that. We could bring more kids into the district. The other thing, too, is there's a bunch of studies out there that show for every dollar you invest in early child care, that's going to save you anywhere from 4 to $12 down the road, getting those kids in early. So not only is it you know, a benefit to get people in, but it's saving us money and fiscally responsible to do those things. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest things that I've kind of advocated for because that was personally kind of one of the things that we saw as a, you know, an, an area that we can improve on when my wife and I were raising our kids. Was, Man, it's hard to, on a teacher salary, support daycare costs. So Yeah, I mean, well, on really any salary right. at some points. I mean, I, I have twin boys. Oh, okay. And when we were going through that, thankfully, my I mentioned my parents being retired. They, they mm-hmm. helped us out a ton. I don't know how you can have two kids, let alone one, you know, one kid, let alone two kids mm-hmm. in the early child care and not... Yeah, I mean, you're, you're making ends meet, but you're basically, you could save so much money doing it yourself and spend time with them. So it's like, unless you have a career where you have to be in it to advance with seniority, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that would get out of the game. And to your point, they're not going back because they're like, wow, this is pretty good. Oh, and in corporate America, I can work from home now. Right. So having my summers off isn't as big of a deal. You know, there's just a lot that's changed, yeah. you know, so I love that you're talking about early childhood. That's, that's huge in I this think, community. And that's one of the, and I, you know, I met with Dr. Tormala a couple of weeks ago. I know she's had experience with that mm-hmm. in, in her previous position. So I know that's something that she's passionate about well, too. So something that we can hopefully get done, you know, sooner than later. Because it's, again, one of the big pieces for me, too, is that public education to me is the backbone of any community. That's why people move to, whether, whether you send your kids to, to public school or not, you want to move to a place that is in a good school district that helps your property value that helps attract businesses that helps attract growth so you need a strong public school system to make all those things happen and Winsville's 
obviously is that it's improving, but we need to continue getting better and we need people to advocate for the schools and the community as a whole. That's great. Yeah. It's one of the reasons we moved here about six years ago. Yeah. From Warrington. From Warrington. (laughs) Warrington. Yes, sir. Warrington. How's it going? Yeah. Nice to meet you. Okay, right. so this is Brian. Uncle Brian. D. Brian moved in here in that bedroom. So now I'm. Yep. All right. <laughs> I said. I said. I said, dude, you're not getting your closet back. Like if you if you move back in here, you ain't getting the closet. <laughs> we have to pay him rent to uh, come into his this closet here to do the podcast. Or? <laughs> yeah. Can you hear yourself now? Yep. Okay. Sorry. I had you down mm-hmm. zero. Oh, I can't count. Apparently, that's gotcha. one, two, three, four. Okay. Yeah. So I was off a little bit. Um. Derek, you want to go to the next one? Yeah. No. So the um, we talked about the philosophy a little bit. When it comes to the budget and funding, it's obviously a, a big topic. Mm-hmm. But as far as your thoughts on the funding for schools, how things are currently budgeted, um, is there any particular financial challenges that you plan to address just from your early research? You know, so I, I've got a meeting this Friday um, with... Um, uh, Rick Angiovine, who's the CFO, to, to get more into that. I, I have a general structure mm-hmm. uh, of obviously how the school's funded. Um, a lot of that obviously comes from, you know, Missouri legislature. You know, I think that's something that needs to be addressed on that end because, you know, I think Missouri ranks, what, 49th or 50th in, in the country when it comes to what we pay our teachers. So, I mean, that's they not are. Great. Not great. They, they're not paid well. The, in the school board, has to work with the budget that they get they you know um and different things i know are you know the money that we spend on you know building improvements capital you can't take that money and pay teacher salaries with that that has to come from a different mechanism it, um, it's amazing how people don't know that right like there was um a school board meeting a little while ago and it's like these this tax money needs to be da 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 and right. it's like you can't just change right. how your income statements and how your budgeting right. stuff is set up. Like that's not how that's not how finance works right. or how business works. Well, that's why these conversations are important. Right. Because if you're trying to stop somebody from yelling, they're never going to understand that. So, like, let's have a conversation and talk about that. Because yes, there are different budgets and money can be spent different ways. So, I already like how you're like meeting with these other individuals. You're not sending us a message that you don't have fully vetted. That's important because. Yeah. It shows that you're trying to be authentic, which so I, I appreciate. I grew up um, I grew up in Lee Summit, which is southeast Kansas City, if you're not familiar. Um, Ironically, my cousin is running for school board in Lee Summit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it, now it's a, it's a huge district. But yep. when I was growing up in school there, um, it was pretty similar to what Wentzville was experienced with massive growth. So um, one, of, uh, one of my friends that I played basketball with in high school, his dad was on the school board. Um, when we were in high school and I'd reach out to him and I, you know, just to pick his brain on, you know, what were the challenges, you know, you faced? And it was, you know, he, he gave me a bunch of tips and it's like, Oh, you know, the newspapers, you know, call for interviews. I'm like, I don't think newspapers are calling anymore. <laughs> um, but I understand your point. Um, so, but he just talked about, you know, the different struggles that you face. Cause like in Lee Summit, when I was there, he's like, we built five elementary schools in six years, you know, and it's, it's a lot of stuff you've got to juggle and you've got to be able to explain the budgets that, you know, bonds pay for your buildings and levies pay for your salaries and you can't, overchange those and you've got to work with you know a lot of people in community to help secure those funds because there's he goes you'll find out you know hopefully you win and i I think you do a great job but you're going to find out you're going to have a lot of challenges that you 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 wouldn't think you would have to face Mm -hmm. as a school board from political candidates that are trying to push their own agendas that may or may not align with what's in the best interest of the school like how taxes actually work correct stuff like that yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. instead of of making their own opinions basketball player huh high school high school just high school yeah what was the most you put up 
Um, <laughs> not much. I played behind Jeff Graves in high school, who okay. went on to go play at KU and was on the their team that made that. The I remember that guy. I remember he Jeff was. Graves. Yeah. Um, so no, I didn't got did not get many minutes um, ahead of him. So I, yeah. I I peaked probably about sophomore year of high school, and then it was all downhill from. Yeah, about forty five in practice probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, in practice easily. Love that. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Love that. I was the guy out there to take a charge. Perfect. <laughs> Everybody serves a purpose. Right. right. Everybody serves. Everyone's a got a point. Yeah. Um, so, what is your stance on school choice? Because I know that's a topic that's been floated around a lot with right. um, candidates and people in the community. Pro tr- school choice, pro or not for school choice. We personally like pro uh, pool choice here in our neighborhood. You know, the <laughs> HOAs and stuff like that. But uh, what's your stance on school choice and so, the topic? Yeah. Yeah. No. So I, it, it's a big issue now because I know a lot of people are floating out there and, and everybody says, oh, school choice creates competition and it makes the school be better. And that, that's really, it, it sounds great, but I, I, I'm, I'm adamantly against it. I think, like I said, our, our public school systems are underfunded as they are. So if you put school choice in, into our district and you have people that want to take public money and take it to you know private schools that's money that's coming out of the currently underfunded public schools so what where that really hurts is you get you've got students and kids who need extra support and they're not going to get that because the funding for those kids going to the school has now been taken out mm-hmm. and it further widens the gap between those students that are struggling because they don't have the resources to catch up. Um, the other issue is that it, it, you know, it just creates a lot of problems with kids getting left behind and our school system shouldn't do that. We need to make sure that we're taking care of everybody and it, it makes it really difficult for districts to plan to staff. You talk about how to get teachers and hold on to teachers. Well, if you've got 50 kids that leave a school because of school choice, then now you got to lay off, teachers you know so there the effect there's a lot of effects that people don't talk about um so for me private schools are great if you want to send your kids to private school i I have no problem with that i have a bunch of friends that send their kids to private school but that's that's private money that's your own money that that's not something that i think public money uh should be taken from to to put towards that and that's something that i think i'm very outspoken about and i would love to hear other candidates be outspoken about where they actually fall on that because um, I've seen a lot of things that are kind of wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. I'd li- I, you explained that very well, and I, I would love to hear from others about, hey, what do you mean by school of choice? Like, to your point, competition in the business world is good. It makes you better. Right. But those are private enterprises versus private enterprise. School is not a private enterprise. Correct. It's funded by right. taxpayer money across your district. And a, yeah. right? and a, so a business can fail. A school can't fail. Correct. We, we can't let our schools fail. I mean, that as a society, that's something we can't be okay with. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's it's part of the public service, and so like you don't want competition between fire departments. Right. Like you mm-hmm. want the fire department, whoever it is, to show up at your house and put the fire out. Right. Mm-hmm. You want you don't want competition in roadways because then you have two roads that are parallel to each other. One's privately owned. You can have a but it's like that doesn't. That's that's not infrastructure. That's not public service. Right. And the school district is not a business. It is a public service for the people. So, uh, and yeah, that's that's my two cents. Oh, no, well said. It's good take. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Brian, Derek was going to sing "My Country Tis of You." Yeah, open up the podcast tonight. Thought about it. Are you sure there's no one else we could bring in to sing? <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> I was told. I was told not to uh, download any clips. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. 
How long have you been back in uh, in the area, back in the Winsville area? Um, so we have been here for uh, almost coming up on six years. Okay. So, yeah, um, yeah we lived in uh, South City mm-hmm. and then moved back to Kansas City. And now, yeah. you know, we originally were, were in the Winghaven area and just, you know, we've fell in love with the area, the people, it's awesome. Um, we just moved about 18 months ago and kind of bought, hopefully, our, our forever home. That's great. Like, my, our bedroom's on the main floor, so I don't ever have to move. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted I wanted a ranch, and my wife wanted a two-story, so we got a two-story. Um, but, <laughs> yes, right. yeah. So we compromised right. and yeah. got a two-story. <laughs> yep. yep. But the master bedroom's on the main floor, so I never have to move if I don't want to. So oh, Yeah, <laughs> so no, nice. I, love, uh, I love hearing that. Um, I'm born and raised in the area, yep. so I grew up like 15 minutes from here, actually, you know, and I was like, I'm going, I'm leaving, I'm going somewhere else for right. a job. Met my wife, who's from here, and now we live here. Family yep. lives yep. here, and it's uh, the typical St. Louis story. But yep. anything in particular that uh, really differentiates Kansas City from St. Louis, in your opinion, as you know, far as I, I tell people family? all the time, I think St. Louis is the westmost East Coast city, and Kansas City is the eastmost West Coast city. I've never heard that. Um, interesting. Just in terms of like the cities themselves, and the, just the way people. Uh, just go about things even the down the way the downtowns and areas are structured are, are mm-hmm. just so different and it's it's you know in my business uh i've got people who come from out of state that come to kansas city and st louis and it, it just it's the difference is just in, we don't have the great same grocery stores you know <laughs> there's really nothing they're they're really really different um you know i love both of them there was a time i you know didn't think if we had we my wife and I talked about it all the time, like if we had the opportunity to go back to Kansas, Kansas City, would we? I was like, no, we we're here, we live it here. Our, our friends are here, our kids' friends are here. Their their sports are here, so it's 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 been awesome. Um, but we don't have a football team. I mean, come on, no, you, I mean, we got the Battlehawks. Now now, now <laughs> you get to that's been the best part though about living here. And I for Rams fan, I, I feel bad. They really got a bad deal on the whole thing, but now I don't have to get Directv to watch the Chiefs games, so they're, they're, they're local every time now. Yeah. So it's been great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, as far as the um, kind of jumping back into like school board questions, mm-hmm. standardized testing, curriculum, you know, thoughts on those particular entities and how kids are measured, fan, not a fan, areas that you'd love to discuss. So, so my. My piece on this is that the school board is in, in the school board's job. They have one person that reports to them. That's the superintendent. As the school board, we're giving the superintendent the power to put the people in place to decide what the curriculum is going to be. I'm not an expert on curriculum. There's people in the district. That's their job. I'm going to put faith in the people that the superintendent is hired to do those things, and I'm going to trust them um, because I I don't know how to write curriculum that's not my background um so i think that's important that we need to trust the people that we hire to do these things um and make sure that they feel supported in those things and they're not always being second guessed for for what they're doing um standardized test scores are are something that i know that are hard you know i know they they change quite a bit that the tests that we probably took in high school is drastically different from the ones they take they take now my thing on just education and test scores is a, is a lot um you know like things that i found in life is that we need to focus on the process too often we're teaching to the test result i, I tell people all the time you know 
and, and it took it, it takes a long time to figure it out. It took me a long time to figure it out. You know, as far as like exercise and working out, everybody get, gets a goal of like, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, you lose 20 pounds, and then after you do it, you know, six months later, well, you gave it right back. You you've got to fall in love with the process of whatever it takes you to get there. Hmm. And then it just happens. So I, I feel the same way with education. You just have to get to the process of teaching what needs to be taught. Those test scores, they're, they're going to come. Um, I think we put too much emphasis on the, the test score itself and not the process that goes into how we get there. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. well said. It's funny how a lot of things in life come together Yeah, in that way. <laughs> right. A lot of analogies and similarities. Um, any Anything you've noticed early on? Sorry to cut you off. Sir. You're, you're, anything that you've noticed early on that is lacking there or do you feel like or have you heard i guess Mm -hmm. from anyone about a lack of support in that area or a lack of ability to do their jobs because of second guessing is that an issue that you think exists now not that i've 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 really heard in any specific situations other than you know people a lot of times talk about well can we teach accurate history and you know i i haven't really my kids aren't to that age in school they're in third grade and and kindergarten so i haven't really got to that i'm sure that's going to come up like i said you know um to where i'm going to learn more but that's not something that i've really got had time to really dive deep into great so the other topic is book banning you've obviously heard the the challenges to the books yep um what are your thoughts what are your Obviously, you're not privy to information that the board has, Uh and none of us are. And so, what are your thoughts about the process? You know, um, what's been going on? It's it's odd to me. Like when it first came out, I was like, "Why is this what we're focused?" On. It's odd to a lot of us. Like I'm like, this is really the the things we're really concerned about. I mean, we read books. To, to learn that that's the point so and if we can read a book um and learn something instead of having somebody have to go through something to learn it that's a good thing um if you're a parent and you are adamant that your kid shouldn't read it then that's fine as a parent you say my kid shouldn't read that i, get, I have no problem with that that's a parent's decision um where i have a problem is if another parent wants to tell me what i can't let my kid read you know, um, I think letting people make those decisions, but it's to me, I think there's, there, there, there's other motives that are obviously going on there. Yeah. I was gonna say, isn't that part of parenting is like you choose what you want your kid to read right. or, or having those tough conversations, you know, about right. the material yeah. with, you know, with your kid, like Shakespeare. Yeah. You know, you know, let's say, <laughs> and it's also, to, do you not know how teenage kids work? Like if, if you <laughs> right. don't do that. Well, good. I think okay. I think <laughs> yeah. there's two things at play when there's topics like right. that that come up. I think there's like, hey, look over here, so we don't have to face real uh-huh. issues that mm-hmm. are kind of controversial. We're just going to go over here because we can mm-hmm. all just yell about this, and that's easy. Um, I also think part of it is to your point, Brian. I don't really want to have that conversation because that's super uncomfortable and I don't know how to have it. And as a parent, I don't yeah. want that to be my responsibility because mm-hmm. parenting is hard. Yeah. So from the outside, I, I see a couple yeah. of things. I there. think. I think. It was you that said it one time, but uh, parenting's not just all soccer games and birthday parties or <laughs> something like Those that. Those are the fun you parts. Know. Yeah. Yeah. But there's <laughs> you know. conversations yeah. and exactly. catching kids doing stuff they're not supposed to and yeah. having conversations about that. Yeah. It hit me the other day when I was driving probably to dance class or something with the uh, with the kids. I'm in the car a lot. <laughs> a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of logistics. But um, it hit me that... 
you know, when my kids are 18, 19, 20, that's a direct impact on or a reflection of of you, you know, yeah. as a parent. Now, mm-hmm. you can't you could raise kids the same way. One goes one path, one goes the other, but if it, you want them to grow up to be good good, good people. people. That's mm-hmm. like that's yeah, your yeah. legacy. That's your yeah. mm-hmm. that's your mark. And so like I I'm thinking about that. I'm like, gosh, is that why I'm doing all this? Is that why I'm like all in on this because man, you only get one shot right. to yeah. get them going down that right yeah. path, you know? And I just think there are so many different things for us to focus on as a school board right. other than the yelling about a, like a one in a million books, right? It's right. just let's get down to doing real work, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something you want to do by listening, which I appreciate yeah, because you've already come across as like, hey, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, and I'm admitting that. I want to have some conversations with other people who are in these positions for a reason, right. and that's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, God love you for wanting to get in this box. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it's going to be a dog fight till yep. April. You're yeah. going mm-hmm. to be definitely uh, slugging it out. Mm-hmm. So, next question. Again, these were generated by an AI. So, uh, special needs students, mm-hmm. um, what are your plans to address the needs of special needs students, including uh, disabilities or uh, uh, people that are in the process of learning English and it's their second language? Um, so, one of the really like cool things that I was able to be a part of, so I, I went to, my kids go to Prairie View Elementary, um, I went to the last PTA meeting. Um, Prairie View has the most ELL kids um, of any elementary in the entire district. Um, for By ELL, is that English as a second language or? Uh, English learning language. So okay. they're learning English. Oh, okay. so yeah. they don't cool. speak English, English language learners okay. is, what, is what the actual yeah, question is. So, but yes, so, okay, general, cool. so English is not their first language. Got it. Um, so they have, I want to say it was 46 or 49 kids. There's one ELL teacher for the entire the entire school. Oh wow! Um, and so that's the, the the largest one. Discovery Ridge, I think, has forty three. Um, but she she they have kids from my, countries from all over. They've got when you walk in, it's actually pretty cool because they got flags from you know Israel and Colombia and you know Mexico and you know all over the place mm-hmm. for for all these students that have have moved here um, that are learning English. And she has she she's like I have very outdated. Uh, materials to to teach these kids because I obviously don't speak all of their languages, so I need help. Um, she went and she found, um, you know, a, a a program that was ongoing that had some materials that would help her. Um, that was like fifteen hundred dollars, and she's like, I talked to the district, and the district doesn't have the money because you know they've got to figure it out and they've got to budget it. Um, and it was really awesome that the PTA stepped up and they said, you know, we'll pay for it. Excellent, that's awesome. Um, which was yeah, which huge. was really cool. Um, so it, it's something that, that needs to be addressed because we, we're, we live in a global world now, you know, uh, we need to address these things early. Like I, I wish our, you know, I wish my kids would get into, you know, secondary languages, Spanish, you know, French, whatever, whatever interests them earlier. Cause one, that's going to make them, that's going to give them advantage when they go forward. Plus, learning a second language helps you learn English mm-hmm. better. Right. Um, mm-hmm. If that's the right English. Probably. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> My wife was an English teacher, so if she listens to that, she'll let me know that I was wrong. Um, you can ask Stephen to cut that part out if you want. Yeah. We'll edit it in post. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll edit it in post, yeah. Um, no, that's, that's good. I, I guess it's MasterCard. I guess a lot of the parents are here from MasterCard. There's a few other yeah. businesses down the road yep. at, by Winghaven. 
MasterCard's got a really big one. Cities mm-hmm. further down the road too. So, do you have that problem, Brian? Do you talk? Well, to, do you have a multi? I mean, not that oh, problem. But Cities like, a, an extremely diverse company mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I. Man, I think about having one teacher. It's trying to teach a something. multitude of languages. And it, so it, there, um, it's, you know, she had her schedule on the board, and it's completely full, mm. Monday through Friday, like nonstop. Um, and one of the other teachers was saying she was even there, and something was happening in the, high, or in the hallway, and mm. the other teacher was like, no, you eat your lunch. Like, you you, you work 60 hours a week. Stop. Man. Just sit and, sit and eat your lunch. Um, so that, And that's the other thing that, you know, we need to, as a board, advocate for for situations like that to where there's more to the board than just talking to the superintendent and the parents. You've got to work within the community and with other political leaders to say, hey, we need your help to, to so we can address these things. Um, so that's one thing that, that I've learned, and I'm trying to reach out to more people on, on you know, who are those influential people that, that the board can work with to, to help move things forward. Yeah. What are the other, uh, what are some other plans for supporting the teachers or retaining them in the district? My biggest thing is in talking to teachers and it's no different than what I deal with in, in our industry. You know, I, I'm in sales, our sales forces, you know, we call in grocery stores all around liquor stores on premise. We've struggled getting merchandisers and drivers and, those things still need to get done. So that all falls on our sales reps and our management to get it done. So they're stepping up and they're doing all this. It's the same thing happening with the teachers. They, they, they don't have the, the lunch staff. They don't have the hall monitors. They don't have the custodians. substitutes, the custodians. Yeah. Well, they're the ones that are stepping up and doing this also. Mm-hmm. Compensation is a huge part of – or salary is a big part of compensation, don't get me wrong. But when you really talk to them, it's like they just want to get back to doing the job that they were hired to do. Like they, they want – to educate they want to be able to help kids grow and to do that they also need to continue their education you know they need the time to plan to come up with lessons because you know every kid's different and they've got to think of different ways to connect to some of them so they're not having time to do that um and that's I, their biggest. I don't know about that because i'm tired of these half days work days <laughs> like that, when, when have they ever gone a full week of school i'm just gonna throw it out there i'm just well saying. they don't go a full week of school because the teachers have a planning day i know i know or a half day or or a late start and no i'm just i'm just joking this guy. now I'm a, so so i'm i'm not a teacher um right. also in sales and business but raised by teachers right mm-hmm. so right. To your point, like when I talk with other teachers, there was an elementary school in the Howell district who they had one custodian mm-hmm. and then they hired a part-time one and then they, they ended up dating, ironically. But <laughs> they were having PE teachers, social studies, all the teachers were taking turns like mopping the gym right. and things like that after school. So they had a rotating schedule on that. To your point, I don't think teachers get into the job because it's they're going to get rich out of it. Right. Right. They have a nice retirement. But they get into it because they want to educate people and educate individuals. But as we've gone over the past, I mean, I don't even know how long, even mm-hmm. before 2020, they're getting so much more dumped on them that it's it's straining. It's like, right. I don't have time to plan. I don't have time to take a day off. I'm getting burned out. Somebody that uh, recently started working with us, this was their first year not coming back after Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And they started to get like those Sunday scaries and then they realized, <laughs> wait a second, I don't, I don't have to like 
get in that mode. So it's a real thing. They teachers want support. Yep. They want they want their voices to be heard. They're not in it for the money. They're there to educate. Right. And if we don't give them support, then they are going to leave and they're going to go somewhere else. And then you start getting people that are taking the job because there's no other jobs they can get. And you don't want to be in that no, position. That's not what you want Absolutely to be not in that position. I would actually love to have a teacher on this show at some point. I think we should. I think we should. We know a few. I think. Yeah. We can probably get him in here. Get him David in here. Beesenthal. I think. He's a teacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. Oh, yeah, Perfect. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll, he'll uh, agree to come on to the show. Yeah. Then we'll it, see. He wanted to see how this went first. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see what they Brad, you go take it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And then, uh, then we'll, we'll evaluate. That's right. <laughs> Digging wells. Nice job. Yeah. Anything else in particular that uh, that's on your mind, or any part of your message or questions that you may have? I mean, you know, I'm, again, my my biggest thing is I'm I'm still kind of learning a lot. I think that's yeah. you know important. I I, I want to have conversations. I'm not I'm not in a position to go and tell everybody what needs to have this. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a mis- misconception that things are terrible and and not well, and that that's just it's not true nothing's ever as good as you think it is right. nothing's ever as mm-hmm. bad as you think it is um, right? and it was like oh well academics aren't good and i, I just went to the school board meeting uh, last week and dr Turner said you know two years ago in missouri we were ranked uh 18th last year we we're 17th now we're 16th so we're we're, we're moving in the right direction um, are, are you sure because there's a lot of people who say we aren't i, I mean exactly. i'm just saying there's a lot of people who say statistically right. we are not doing good show right. me the statistics yeah they're there somewhere show me the they're numbers. in the back of the book and uh they're in the, the back book of the book, book of opinions back there. <laughs> yeah. But for, I mean, for me is I just I want to be a positive presence to the district, to the families. I think you know, um, coming out of COVID, everybody talks about how terrible everything is, and we don't need to rehash that. But I mean, I think we're missing the opportunity to talk about the positive things that come out of it. Like people want to be more engaged now. They, you know, I, talking people want to go to events. They want to get their kids out. They want to get them back into activities. Um, so that's an opportunity for the board and the district to get people together um, and have them working together towards common goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that, but I just yeah. started talking. That hey, go on the right path. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. The um, Was there a particular moment that you recall where you're like, all right, I'm getting in on this. That something that happened or something you saw or somebody said and you're like, I, that, I, I got to do something. It, it's my time, you know? Um, I, so, yeah, I was at the, the informational um, kind of meeting. So I, I, I'd been thinking about doing this for since a, after the last cycle. I, okay. I, I kind of loosely started looking into it, and I talked to some other people that were on school boards and other districts or around just to kind of get their feelings on, you know, what does the job actually entail? Um, and then I was at the informational meeting, and people just started asking questions. And I could just tell from their questions that they were asking that their motivation was personal political and not really in the interest of you know kids or the district or teachers and i was like man i someone needs to step up and you know be somebody to support them and it's unfortunate because you know there's a ton of people that would be great at at this job people that would be better than me but they don't want to 
they don't want the public scrutiny of people that don't know them judging them and saying things about them. And I totally get that. Um, it, it's a lot. You know, I'm, I'm in sales. I get told no all the time. You know, so I, it's not something that that bothers me as much. Um, but it's one of those that I was kind of sitting there. I was like, man, I, 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 I need to do this for not only my kids, but other people's kids that maybe don't have the time to, you know, come out and support their kids because they've got other things going on. Um, so I'm, I'm just fortunate. I've got, I've got an awesome wife who supports me in this cause I couldn't do this without her support for sure. Cause it is time consuming. Um, I've got a great job that allows me some flexibility to do these things. So, um, I was just in a position where I, I felt that I could make a difference and, you know, could, could be somebody that, the community could reach out to and, and help get things done. I love that. I love that. We One of the reasons we started the podcast was an opportunity for not just having both fringes yelling all the time. It was to be able to have a conversation because we talked about how it's, it's very busy. It's a very busy time of life, mm-hmm. right? It's very time consuming. You don't have time to follow along with everything and yell and get you, you know, that the country is not as bad as we mm-hmm. think it is, right? Everybody's at work. Yep. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of logical people that are at work, but to your point, there's a lot of people that probably would be good at the job. They just can't do it right now. Right. So I applaud you for getting in on yep. it. Thank um, you. you know, even if there's individuals that don't agree with everything certain people say, or they do agree, just and, thanks for getting in at least and talking about it and wanting to make a difference. I mean, that's important. Right. And my, and a big thing too, that I was talking about, I was like, I, I, and I think, the, the struggle we have and the people that get so angry is that we we have a lack of ability to empathize with people. Absolutely. Yep. Like, empathy is not weakness. I no. wish people would understand that. Being empathetic does not mean you are weak. Right. Trying to understand somebody does not mean that you are weak. And again, talk about like COVID. And I think the things that have, have good that have come out of it is I think it, and it's something that I'm really passionate about is that we've normalized not normalized. We still have a long way to go, but mental health has been more normalized. Um, that's something that I think is important, and I would love to be incorporated in to you know our education is you know mindfulness or meditation or breathing techniques or you know, things like that, so kids can you know control their emotions. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know th- that those are just good skills to learn um, that really aren't taught. Those shouldn't be controversial, you know, telling people to take deep breaths. Well, they're controversial right. because some people don't want to look within. Right. I don't think. And that, uh, again, it shows right. weakness. It's like, wait a second, wait, what are we teaching these kids? You know, right. then, they, mm-hmm. then you start yelling a little bit because if you yell, you don't ask, right. behi- you don't look behind the curtain to see if there's right. substance. So if you can slow down and have a conversation and and admit, right. hey, listen, I don't have all the answers. Yep. I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to listen to you to see why you feel this way. Mm-hmm. That's why we we welcome anybody to come on this thing yep. and have a conversation. But that means you might have to have some substance behind your argument. <laughs> and that can be scary if you don't. Or right. you say, listen, I don't know. Yeah. You can say, I don't you know. know. I don't know is a fine answer it's and in leadership where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know the answer to everything. Yeah. You guys come to me all the time for mm-hmm. questions. I don't know the answers. Right. Let's figure, let's work through it. Let's if figure it out. If you're the smartest person yep. in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You're in the wrong room. I mean, like, if you have all the answers, okay, well, why aren't you the superintendent? Right. Why are you running for the board that <laughs> yeah. supports the superintendent? You know what I mean? Like, nobody has all the answers. That's why it has to work in unison. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a team. It's a team philosophy. That's what, to me, a school board is. is Absolutely. They're all coming from different backgrounds, but they've got to work together to make this thing function correctly. Right. And that's one of the things that I know a lot of people i have heard, you know, um, we, I, I, I've 
been working a lot with with John Kalen and David Biesenthal, and we the three of us all have similar views on the the big issues, but we all have different backgrounds. You know, John was in the Air Force and works in the government. I come in from sales, and David comes from education. So, like when we sit and talk about things and bounce ideas off each other, it, it's great to get different perspectives. Um, you know, none of us knew each other a month ago. Um, so we just all kind of got connected by, by different people, which has been really cool. And it's been just nice to have somebody to bounce different ideas off and, and learn from each other. Um, because that's how problems get solved, you mm-hmm. know, is having conversations saying, well, I, I don't know about this. What, what do you know? And okay, well, I don't know. Well, let's go mm-hmm. find out. And to your point, sometimes I don't know is the best answer, you know? Yeah. So I have a couple of hard hitting questions. If all you, right, you don't hear. mind if we get in on this okay. favorite restaurant in Wentzville. Oh, uh, or O'Fallon or Wing Haven <laughs> or Lake St. Louis. In that's the area. All, that's all Winsville School District. In, buddy. The, in the district. Favorite the district. restaurant in the school district. Um, so one of my good friends is the owner of Sauce and Side. So I'm yes. pretty partial to that. <laughs> Love Sauce so, and Side. Um, Big fan. Meet but, me in yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. So um, awesome story. Uh, he's, he's an awesome. Ryan Manzardo is his name. He can't. He came here with. Um, Dewey's Pizza. Okay. Started mm-hmm. with Dewey's Pizza, then went over to Pie. Was at Pie for a while, and then he he went to go uh, uh, start Sauce on the Side with with two of his best friends. One of them, who actually was a teacher, was okay. a kindergarten okay. teacher. Nice. Um, who was like, you know, he's like, oh yeah, let's let's try something new, and they've they've done awesome. So it's it's great to see, you know, friends. You know, mm-hmm. they they started with one shop downtown, and now they've got I think six or seven. Yeah. Um, Their cows are let's delicious. Get a, Let's get a Dewey's out here next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be the next Dewey's for me. Well. You have you have uh, you have one night available for a date. Where are you taking? Where, where restaurant are we going to? With, um, uh, with the wife. We we tend to go to Town Square a lot because we live right there. Okay. Love Town Square. Okay. Um, you're, you're two for two for Brian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Brian's all in. I uh, I've worked there for a few yeah. months. So I love their buffalo chicken salad. It's, it is the best chip buffalo chicken good. salad yeah. across the board anywhere. Right. A chaotic yeah. chicken Philly. Town Square. All right. Yeah. Love that. Have you had a chance to visit all the schools yet? Probably not. I mean, it's no, I, I haven't. It's uh, that's on the list to do to reach out and kind of do the PTA yeah. tour is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, that was a that, that that's going to be a week. Right. Of, gauntlet. It's, it's right. gauntlet. It's like you're going, you're <laughs> it's going one meeting to the next right. meeting to the next meeting in the same night. It's, I, I I plan to reach out and try to spread them out a little bit, mm-hmm. um, if at all possible, just to get in and, and see them. But no, um, and that's one of the things uh, we talked about. You know, it's 21 different schools. Yeah. Um, I can't be in 21 places with a job and kids' activities. So, you know, talking with with John and David, it's like, hey, let's kind of divide and conquer this, and mm-hmm. you know, say, hey, these, it, it's three. I've told me it's three seats. I'm voting for myself and two other people. Um, so it's not like they're they're not really competition. I mean, they are to some degree, but I want the best people there. So. Competition's great, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, exactly. competition's exactly. great. Yeah, <laughs> we love that. Mm. Very good. Uh, what's your favorite local microbrewery up here? Ooh. So, I oh, yeah. have a lot. Um, Good. I like, since, I like this guy. Um, <laughs> so I work. So I work for a distributor. Oh. So um, I work for Breakthrough Beverage. So we represent tons of great ones: um, Four Hands, Logboat, Public House, oh, Urban Chestnut, boat. Civil Life. Boat. He, he had some. Um, he brought some Baba. Oh, nice. earlier. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> I love um, it. They have that that high. Is it with the high high the, tide? High tide. High tide. That's a really good one too. That's their summer seasonal. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. and I, you know, 
I've known those guys for a long time. They're they're fantastic, fantastic people. So yeah, what's that life like working for a distributor? Um, it's uh, for me, it's a lot of uh, emails and spreadsheets <laughs> and yeah. budgeting and. Um, it's uh you know it, I, I kind of came up through it. I was a I was sales rep when I first uh, moved here. I, I I worked for Quick Trip for eight years all through high school and college. Another place Brian likes Quick yep. Trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you not love Quick Trip? It's, yeah. it's, like I said, when it, when people come in from out of town, and I would you know everybody when I was in beer, everybody always wanted to go see you know see stores, convenience stores, because they just they sell a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. And I'd take them to a Quick Trip, and if they were from like a market that didn't have Quick Trip, they're like. Is it this busy all the time? I'm like all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. All yeah, the you're time. still in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Done. Moving on to the next right. restaurant. Yep. <laughs> Done. Moving back over here. <laughs> um, so it, it worked quick trip. Then um, did a brief stint at Wells Fargo Financial before I realized that that was a bad, uh, bad deal. Um, when I started getting, you know, uh, appraisals back for less than what they owed on it i'm like this is gonna be bad isn't it <laughs> and then my buddy was like hey you know we're, we're hiring for a sales reposition to call on c store so i called on c stores for a couple of years and then i called on bars and restaurants and then i kind of really got into the beer set as our own permits beer manager so i got to work a lot with with Logboat and kevin limp for four hands um who are just they're awesome people and you know really support the community and nice. put a bunch back into it too so it's it's that. been really mm-hmm. Really great to work with all those people. So I need to try those four hands pizzas. I actually have not tried those yet either. I, I see them a thousand. I know. Times, but yeah, I, I have yet to be able to try them. Yep. So I'm from Columbia, so Logboat is one of my locals. You know, yep. down there, and then uh, Burr Oak was also pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like I like the Boone County Brown. Yeah, right? I haven't. Mm-hmm. Bur- is Boone County Brown a Burr Oak? It's a Burr Oak. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I need to. You need maybe to do taste better. the catalog. I mean, seriously, bit. just the pro for- the portfolio down there. Yeah, down there. this um, is great. Learning a lot tonight. Yeah. I used to good. brew beer, too, like a home brewer. So yeah. My dad yeah. used to. My problem is I just – not problem. I just – I never drink one thing for long enough to, like, make a whole batch of something. Yep. That's to, where I'm like, at now. To, like, why, get through it. Why do I need 55 bottles of one style of beer? Right, yeah. I, <laughs> I learned a lot. I learned different styles. I learned what I like, yep. what I don't like. Now it's time to move on and just yep. be a casual enjoyer of different yeah. brews. Yep. What's the next month look like for you from a – yeah, from just like this this campaign, this um, research, so what's that look like? Just continuing to have meetings, reach out to people, mm-hmm. um, trying to, you know, the biggest challenge has been getting donations for campaign things. I, quite frankly, was blown away by the amount of money people invest on local school board elections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like that's changed recently um, in the past couple of years compared to what it was. I, I talked to some people who ran, you know, four, five, six years ago. They're like, we spent a couple hundred bucks, you know, maybe a thousand dollars. Now, somebody was like, why? Well, you know, I spent eight thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand. Like for, I'm like, they put a sign on the highway on the electronic billboard up there. Right. You I'm know? like, I think people are realizing that you can really make a difference in local politics. Mm-hmm. You know, state you kind of can. Federal level, it's a job. Right. You know, um, we've talked about that a few times. How if you want to make a difference, right or wrong. Local is where to do it. Right. If people um, like what they're hearing, is there mm-hmm. a way that they can donate to your campaign? Uh, yeah. my I've got a website. It's uh, welshforwsd.com, and it's got a donation link on there. So 
anything's appreciated. Um, obviously, most of it from talking to people goes to signs and door knockers and things like that to help mm-hmm. get kind of the message out there. So great. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a learning experience. Um, yeah, what's sure. that been like? Yeah, like you've really you, you mentioned. Wow, there's a lot of like the campaign funds and all that. You know, is it, that a whole side of this that you? Had to learn. Uh, to, to, there's a lot of red tape I'd have to learn, and all the the MEC and all the different forms I had to sign and get mm-hmm. sent in. So that was that was just a lot of legal reading. I didn't go to law school, so I'm like, what is which form is this? And call different people. I'm like, is this a campaign or? It, it's a little confusing, but actually, you, you called a number down. They were super helpful, you know, on, on what good. you actually need to do. So. It, there's resources there to figure it out. Um, but honestly, it's been great. I'm a, I'm in sales. I'm a people person. It's got me connected to more people. Um, so I've loved that part of it. So it's been really great. I've met a ton of awesome people and got a ton of awesome ideas. That's great. So, um, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, there's very few new ideas anymore, you know, feel free to steal the good ones and just reuse them, you know, because if they worked, Keep using, them, yeah. You know? Don't have to reinvent the right wheel. Just make it better. Yep. So, uh, so where can they find you on social media? Are you on any of the platforms out there? So, Get your word out. Uh, Facebook, Twitter. I was that. That's been a, a learning curve. Like I got off social media completely. Good for you. Uh, years God ago. bless you. Um, which Welcome was, back. Which was I know. God, it's brutal. Um, it's I'm so like, man, brutal. everybody's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I, I don't know. I, I get a lot of these safari videos now on Facebook where it's like I, I watched a few videos about a lion eating a, eating a gazelle, and now I've got like somebody's post, you uh, liked an it, ad, and more. I think You're in the algorithm I'm now. in the algorithm. Like the Serengeti preserve in like in Africa is like now popping up. You might like this. And it's like a lion eating a gazelle or a crocodile eating a gazelle. It's just like, okay, I'll watch it again. Gosh, <laughs> were you so happy? Were you just going through life like this place is great? Without social Without media. Without social media, it's awesome. <laughs> it it's fantastic. It's the I, amount you know, of time you probably get back. It, it, it's beautiful. And that's my wife says all the time. She's like, you're, she goes, because phone buzzes, look, and I'm like, well, what is it? And she's like, stop looking at your phone. So I'm like, I, I need to just put it away. Yeah. So I'm like, I went from like five to eight, putting the kids together. I try to put it down and just be away from it until I do get a lot of my information from social media I'm not super active on it I dude I end up in these TikTok rabbit holes (laughs) I can't do TikTok I mean I'll start watching one and then on to the next the next next thing I know it's been 45 minutes and I'm like what is happening so that's that's what happens what is going on I was I was gonna go to bed at midnight it's one I know exactly I'll get down to the YouTube rabbit hole I was looking at AR pistol barrel links the other day like what's better (laughs) 6.5 or 10.5 and I'm just like Three hours later, crap! I've spent way too much time looking at AR pistols. My my entire so YouTube I was always on, but my that entire feed is like barbecue and cooking videos. Oh, you, you like to, most, you like to grill? That yeah. Let's I, talk a little bit about that. What's a, is that a hobby of yours? Uh yeah. So I I got super into you know uh, just barbecue and grilling in general um, during COVID because it was home and you mm-hmm. know um, I've always enjoyed cooking so. Had a Traeger and then went from a Traeger to, you know, I always had a Weber kettle and then now got um, a Kamado Joe. So love to do like brisket and ribs. Mm-hmm. And then I got a Blackstone last year, which I probably use. I got one for Christmas this year. It's at mm-hmm. your parents' house still. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta go pick yeah. it up. But yeah, I got I got a Blackstone for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You, had, you got one of the little kitchen ones, right? Yeah, I got one of the, the indoor electric yep. Blackstone griddles. It's incredible. Yep. I mean, it's 
we use it. It's so easy to clean. Yeah, it like to, that, and that's the the nice part about it. It's yeah. like I I actually made I got home from work. I made stir fry on the blackstone, and you oh. clean the entire thing in three yeah. minutes. Yeah, so where, where do you keep it at? It's out on the deck. On the back deck. Yeah. Okay. Because so. we're trying to figure out where we're going to put ours at. If it needs to be covered, if it needs to be. So I. So the one I got has a cover, and then I just bought a soft cover to put over it, and it's fine. The only thing is, you do have to. I, I went a couple months last winter without using it, and it rusted, so I had to grind off some rust mm. and reseal it. But mm. now I, we use it three or four times a week for just breakfast mm-hmm. or. It, it's nice. That's nice. Yeah. It's I'm a excited. blast. See, I'm excited to get mine going. Yeah. I just haven't had time. Right. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we do appreciate you coming out. Um, let's see. Hang on. There's uh, summarize the key points from the interview and thank the <laughs> candidate for his time. So we do appreciate you coming out and joining us on the show. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we head out for the night? Nope. All good. I appreciate it. Yeah, this has been great. Thank Thanks you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Nice to come in. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, until Cheers. next time. Until next yeah. time. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks. C